What's up, people? It's another beautiful day, and you're rocking with more than excuses. Today, we got the homie Big Will, and we welcome back Kamisha to the show. How y'all folks doing? Good. Doing good. Been one of them days, man. I hear you. I hear you. Well, um, I I say we should, you know, get right into it. You know, no delay today. Um, let's start it off with equality. Um, we hear that term thrown around a lot. A lot of us think we know what it means, and we assume that everyone knows what it means. But I would like to hear um, each of y'all's definitions on what the definition of equality is. What does it mean? So let's start with our guest. Let's start with Kamisha. Go right ahead. So for me, equality means it just kind of like what it says is equal. For me, equal opportunity for everybody, no matter what your race, your gender, um, your culture, your religion, your beliefs is just equality across the board. Everyone should have the same exact rights, same exact law, same exact everything for everyone. That's what equality is to me. Okay. Will? Uh, a, le- a level playing field. That, I mean, that, that's as, as best as I can put it. Take, take away the fixed deck. Let's get a, a new deck of cards. And let's play the game that, how it's supposed to. You know, okay. the, the, same, the same rights, the same opportunities. Nobody being special. You know, it don't matter who you are, who your mama was, who your daddy was. That's everybody gets a fair shot, and whoever comes out on top comes out on top. That that's equality. Okay, I I, I agree with both of you. Um, I feel like equality is just a level playing field. Um, uh, no favoritism to anyone, and uh, you know, uh, whoever grinds or work the hardest win. With that said, um. There are a lot of proponents that are against, I shouldn't say against the civil rights movement, but I should say that they say that what we're really asking for is equity, not equality, but we're confusing the two and we're using that term interchangeably, okay? Where just for the few people that don't know, you know, out there, I'm going to try to explain equity to the best of my limited knowledge. And the way I understand equity is basically is if someone has a shortcoming or shortfall, you basically kind of adjust for that. You kind of make up for that in some way to kind of help them get to that level playing field, per se. That's how I understand equity. Um, if I am wrong, Kamisha or Will, feel free to chime in or, or help me explain that better. So with that, with that said, the question I want to know is, are we truly in the African-American community, are we truly asking for equality or is it equity we really want, but we're using equality? Both. Yeah. Both. They, they owe us equality and equity. They, they owe us for Tulsa. They, they owe us for Rosewood. And they owe us every time that, that we built something off of our bootstraps and they either bombed us or they did mass murder. They they owe us equity. They owe us for for the for the for the funds, the the monetary um, push that we have put into this country. They owe us both. I agree. Okay. Okay. Yep. I agree. Now, now, when it comes to equality. You know, I have to. I hate to play this position, but I have to because we have to explore every angle. I have to explore the angle of devil's advocate in this brief scenario. Okay, so you hear people say all the time, you know, equality is starting from the same place, but it does not guarantee results. Okay, Um, I'm sure many have heard that, and if you haven't, well, here you heard it here first, whatever. So there are many that think that hey, as long as people start from the same line, that's equality. Where your life ends up, that, that, you know, that, and that stuff in the middle, that's on you. Okay. So, how do we get, how do we get others to understand that African Americans don't really have equality? Like, it looks like equality on the surface, but when you dig deeper, we really don't have equality due to, factors at play how do we how do we get others to understand that 
I don't think it's a matter of getting them to, uh, they have to open themselves up to educate themselves on the terms because everyone's definition of equality is not the same in their lens from how they look towards it. There is, I mean, when you look at equality and you look at the things that are happening right now, when you look at different court cases, depending on if it's the same, um, if they have the same crime, but you're looking at the time that each person's having to serve for the same crime, you can see that there's no equality in that. So, you know, that systematic judicial oppression that they're doing and all these things, it is seen. It's not, it's, I think people are just trying to be blind to it because it doesn't fit their daily lives. And it's just something that they don't um, have to live with every day. So for me, I don't think it's, because I think we've done a lot of educating on, if if I want to be honest, that it's there. And Google is a wonderful thing. Just do it. But people have to want to be educated on the differences and what it looks like. But a lot of people don't want to have to deal with that because that is a hard conversation and something they just don't want to deal with. But for equality, it's 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 it is so evident and it's so there that I don't think that it's not that they don't see it. I just think that they're just choosing to ignore it. Got you. You you remember in 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 sports you you had uh, off season for football. You had off season workouts, and right. you know you had some people who didn't come to off season workout, and and it showed during the season. Right. You, and then you had some people who who came to off season workout, and it showed they were stronger, they were faster. And, you know, when we talk about starting, we can start at the same line. But if my grind is harder than yours, I'm going to advance in this race a a lot quicker than you because I've I've done the work. Now, say, for instance, we we talk about, um, um, I'm going to use a light term, uh, those of European descent. Right. You know, they didn't have to go to off-season workout. They their their parent was uh you know the parent from the school board, and all they had to do was say, "I want my son to start." And so coach says, "You know what? He's on the school board. I want to keep my job. You know, hey, you're starting. You may be good, but his parent is on the school board, or they part of that booster club, and they're giving or they them part of the booster club. Yeah, right, right. Okay, okay." That's fair enough. Fair enough. For for so for, for want- those who who you know, when, when you start getting into, you know, politics and 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 race, you know, you have to you have to give them an, an analogy that they'll understand. So that was for the people who didn't get what we were saying. Right. So I'm going to take the same conversation, and I'm going to go kind of a. T- I'm kind. The the theme is the same. We're going to go just somewhere a little different with it. Okay. Now, this is kind of off the cuff, off the cuff. So I apologize when we sent the notes out. This isn't on there, but um, your responses have got me dying to ask all this. So my sister and I was having a deep conversation one day, right? And um, I told her, and I said, you know what? I said the more and more that I study, and the more and more I read, and the more I think about things, I feel like integration was to the detriment of a, of a, of us people, of us black people. I feel like integration was to was to our detriment, okay? Um, and, and I laid out, you know, my reasons why and all that. And my sister was on the other end. She didn't, she didn't agree. And so basically by the end of the conversation, because it was a long, like, two-hour conversation, basically what I told her, I, to, to simplify it, is I said, growing up, my mom and dad always taught me, you can't make people like you. You can't make people accept you. Okay, and if someone doesn't like you, someone doesn't accept you, you keep it moving, you go on about your business. So with that said, even though I'm kind of simplifying it for a much broader topic, why why as African American people, why do we it feels like why do we crave or why do we constantly seek the approval of other races when it is clear when they have shown us many times, time and time again in many different ways we they, we will they will never accept us and i and 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 i mean that in all aspects but i specifically mean it in this instance as in i feel like us integrating it, even though it may have seemed like a good idea at the time i feel like 
in ways it may have pushed us forward, but in several ways it also pushed us back. So I'm just curious as to know why do why do we always want to seek the approval of other people that have showed us otherwise? I think it was, I think that's something that was ingrained in us back in slavery, pleasing the master, pleasing them, making sure we stayed out of harm's way so they wouldn't whip us or lash us or hang us or, you know, take our families away from us. And I think that was an ingrained thing to be accepted. And it was just, you know, and, you know, generational mentality is a thing and it goes through the generations. And I feel like we, as African-American people feel like we have to be accepted by everyone. I, well, I don't feel like I need to be, I'm saying as a whole that we have to be accepted because we're still trying to fight for that equality, that equal, you know, because if you look at, if you look at someone, so for me, example, you can look at me and I tell my daughters this all the time. I say, you can have, straight A's, 4.0, scholarships out the Wahoo when you leave high school, go to whatever college you want to go to, have several degrees, be the smartest person and the most knowledgeable person in your field. I said, but you're always going to be looked at and have to work harder because you are a young black woman. I said, you're going to have to work 10 times harder and prove yourself even more. I said, and it's crazy because I was, um, I was part of this uh, discussion last week. I led a discussion because they had our office um, watch becoming and um, the Michelle Obama uh, story and something she said to these black young ladies is like we can't wait for equality we have to step out on our own we got to be heard and we have to be seen and we can't wait for other people to accept us to do it and that had to be one of the biggest things I had heard from somebody who I admire so that's just we for me personally I feel like we shouldn't sit around and want to be accepted from other people I feel like that's where HBCUs came from they didn't want to give us the opportunities right. for colleges. So we had to create our own. But the downfall about that is, you know, when that funding comes in and when that money comes in, they're not getting the same amount of dollars as these universities and these, you know, the colleges and things like that, especially at these D1 colleges. That's why a lot of these African-American athletes are not going to HBCUs because D1s can give them better opportunities and better scholarships. I just feel like we need to, as a, I think as if we could as a whole, if people really, really would just just step away from wanting to be accepted into those and just really invested in our own, I think we can be just as big and just as better as anybody else if we just had our own. And amen, I amen to that. Feel like we shouldn't have to be accepted by anybody because, for one, I mean, they're not going to be the ones who have that dictates my life and dictate what I do. So at the end of the day, I just feel like, but I can also see the part two about how integration did help us in a way because not, and I also too make this argument, HBCUs are not for every African-American child and every child, you know, so there's gotta be other options for us as well. But if you also look to HBCUs are also accepting the Caucasians now. So it's like, so now what? It's like, so now they want to just dip over into what we're doing. Over on the side. So, so, so let me uh, let me ask you something real quick. Sorry, you you just said that HBCUs aren't for every African American child. What does what does that mean? And and I and I ask that simply like out of curiosity because there are so many HBCUs and they're so different. So, what does that mean? I say that to because um, when you start going, when you start researching and you start looking, and depending on the field that you're really wanting to go into you have to look at what those colleges offer for you for those, for those okay. that field. And I, gotcha. and I'm one of the main people I say that is a very, um, I give that very unpopular opinion about HBCUs because honestly, I feel like they're not for everybody of color. And I'm just, that's just my, that's just my personal opinion because I do research the colleges. I do research what they offer. And for me and my children, my children want to go to HBCUs, but they also don't want, they don't want debt either. So if the HBCU is not offering the the field that they want to work in and they're not offering the scholarships that they need, and they're not going to help them pay for some of that college, they're going to go to the college that fits their needs the best. 
And I say that because that was how I did it when I was in college. I went, I mean, but also too, I wasn't aware because I came from small town, you know, Hilton, Oklahoma, graduated from there. I didn't know any other HBCUs other than Langston. I didn't know there was other HBCUs outside of Oklahoma until I became an adult and I started going to college and realized there was more than just Langston, you know, university. So I, I went to Langston. I toured Langston. I went up there. It just wasn't for me because the program that they had did not fit what I needed. And then the, scholar- right. and the scholarships and the things that they were offering were not going to cover everything I needed. So it was just that was just how we, you know, how I determined where I was going to go. And so but I am encouraging my daughters to, to do HBCUs. I am encouraging them to look into these colleges and look into different ones and they are doing so. So I'm not limiting them, but I just feel like that, you know, depending upon the scholarships that they have and depending on the programs that they offer, is it going to be the best fit for them? Because like I said, yes, from what I hear HBCUs, it's the best experience a lot of them have had. Yes. Also look at a lot of people did when they come from an HBCU, if they didn't make those connections while we're there, or if they just didn't, if the program they were in just didn't fit them once they left, they ended up going somewhere else so they can get another degree somewhere. So it's just so, you know, it's just different scenarios and different things, but it's all about research. So yes, I am that African-American person who has that unpopular opinion about HBCUs. I just feel like they are not meant for everyone. And I have a friend right now who's both her children are at OU and she got looked at crazy for mm-hmm. her, but they was like full rides too. She ain't got to pay a dime. And the programs that they're in is where it's at OU. And yes, OU has one of the most, I mean, they are so racially charged right now. And it's just one of the most, you know, divert. I mean, it's a diverse university, but they're also, you know, they've had so many incidents of, you know, racism and things like that on that campus. But they offer both her children full rides and they don't have to pay for school. Right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Will, where, where are you at with this? So 308 years ago on the banks of the James river in Virginia, a man by the name of William Lynch, he wrote a letter and he wrote a letter to slave masters on how to divide the Negro. You know, before he gave them that letter, you know, they had a hard time controlling the Negro. The Negro wasn't, wasn't looking for acceptance. They knew who they were. You know, you know, when a lot of people uh, trace their, their lineage uh, through through DNA, most come from either uh, tribal royalty, uh, a pharaoh, or uh, something along that lines. You know that that saying is true. We we were once kings, queens, so we we knew who we were. But when Willie Lynch gave them uh, uh, the the way of dividing the Negroes, it has been a problem ever since. That's 308 years ago. And and so uh, until we get out of that Willie Lynch mindset that we have to be accepted by by other races, no, there's there's a reason why you have all of these kids that come in and they steal our culture. There, there's a there's a right. reason why you you'll get a Kim Kardashian. She'll take a, a a black hairstyle, put it, and and then the the media will sit up here and act like she done made uh, a new hairstyle. That that hairstyle been around since forever. We we been doing corn rolls. We been doing braid patterns. But the first time somebody outside the culture takes our culture, takes it outside the culture and puts it on on mainstream, all of a sudden it blows out. And the black community is like, we've been doing it. You correct. 
if you are an African American, I don't care if you go into a D one school, uh, anything. You you don't you don't have to be accepted by them. Most of the time, most of the time when you go to these these D one schools, they are looking to be accepted by you because you got the culture. You 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 talk about fashion. You talk about hairstyle. You talk about uh, music. They're trying to be accepted by you. That that's the reason why they they got all of this black music in their catalog. They they trying to be down for the cause. They trying to be down for the culture. And then if anybody is saying that they're not trying to be down for the culture uh, by by listening to the music that we put out, they lying. Because if you right. if you sit up there and you and even even if you aren't even talking about this, and you just let them listen to their musical influences. I guarantee you, they they are sitting up here listing our culture. So it it's 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 crazy that right. one th- one thing my my family always taught us is the only person that needs to accept you is you. If don't nobody accept you, that's not your problem. So if I go, I'm starting to wonder. And I was just going to say, I'm starting to wonder because some of these issues we paint as African-American issues issues or black issues or whatever. Right. But some of these, exactly. Some of these issues, I just wonder was stuff like this not taught because they didn't have good parents in the home. And I'm not trying to attack any, any parenting. I'm just saying, you know, my, my parent my parents instilled in me that, you know, if someone don't accept you, keep it moving. Don't do don't just sell your soul to get to to get to grain to gain someone's approval. But I'm starting to feel like more people than not don't seem to get that message or they forgot that message somewhere along the way. You know what? You know what one, I mean? one of the one of the best white people out there is Jane Elliott. Because Jane Elliott will tell it like it T.I. is. She it, it is, um, I mean, she literally tells you like it is. And, and a lot of people have been depicting where this whole uh, racial divide, you know, the, the, the term white people, where, where it comes from. And a, a lot of it didn't start until Jamestown. So it, a, a lot of the issues right. that we right. we have in society today, it, it's like you said, it's not it's not a it's not a race thing, it's a people thing. When when you got someone always telling you that you're better than someone because you know the color of your skin, no, the reason why your skin isn't dark is you don't have. Uh, a lot of melon in, in your in your body, right? And, and if you look at the science, the science is proven that when when everybody, uh, you know, when there was the the great uh, splitting up of of people in Africa, you know, the further north that you went, it was colder. So you didn't darken as everyone else would. Based on the region that you were. Based on the region that you were. If you look at people who are in in Russia, they they don't tan. They don't tan because of the the weather in the region. That this is proven science. And it's crazy that you will get people, you know, this this whole term of of fake news has literally driven me crazy y'all let one idiot tell y'all you know this and that and you the the greatest term is you left your head at the door 
instead of doing the research yourself. Everybody talking about the media is lying, the media is this. If you do the research for yourself, it is proven. And, and and you know what though, Will? That's a whole other issue in itself because we already know what the edu- what the education system like is in America. We already know that that that's a whole other you know, that's a whole other show. When, you know when what I'm we saying? when we when so, we talk about I mean, you know <laughs> educating ourselves and and having our our own having it for our own, you know when you when you talked about uh, the. Uh, integrating the schools, I think integrating the schools um, did did it was a a bad thing for us because if you look at it, they have dumbed us down. Mm-hmm. We we yes. Listen, I, yes. I, listen, I listen. My my favorite teachers are are white, and I love them because. They literally taught these subjects like they were supposed to be taught. But oh my, look, maybe 11 months out of the year, we learn European white history. How many ethnic groups do we have? <laughs> and, and we only learn about one. Right. And then, and then we get 28 days. 29 on a leap year. And they only pick they only pick the main African Americans to teach about. They don't even go into depth of other African Americans that have, you know, paved the way. Yes, it, because it they, was more than Martin King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks. It was yes, oh. they they do they do not want you to know how how great you are or how great your heritage is. They don't want you to know about Genghis Khan. They don't want you to know about great African American uh, or African uh, military leaders. Right. They don't want you to know about kings and queens from Africa. It's like, how you know, can you be raised in Oklahoma and not be taught about the Tulsa race riots? How how in the world is that even? Possible? Because they're trying to cover that up. Oh, they, I, I they, mean, they, right. Anything that anything that makes the Caucasians look bad in history. They don't want to speak on it, and that, and that's the very that's the very reason why you have all of these uh, white groups that are coming out and they're they're being so defensive is because of uh, 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 the the actual reflection of America in the mirror is actually being shown. Right. You you America is showing their true colors right. so bad that you have other countries protesting what's going on here in America. <laughs> they they're not protesting what's going on in their country. They're protesting what's going on here in right. America. Exactly. How how horrible do you have to be that other countries are protesting what you're doing? Exactly. Right, right. Well, hey guys, we, I mean, man, we six, gonna have seven, to have part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> I mean, because this is gonna go forever. So, for we have to cut it off because we have to take a short break. Um, but we, we will, you know what? We will actually do a continue, uh, to be continued on this particular topic. Um, and we'll make this a, actually, let's make this a series that we discuss this and just advance it and keep progressing on different parts of it. Um, when we get back, though, we're going to discuss the N-word. And we're not going to discuss it how nephew how um, how you think. We're going to discuss it. <laughs> we're going to discuss <laughs> You funny. We're going to discuss it amongst the black community. I don't care about any other community's use of the N-word right now. I want to address it amongst the black community. So we'll be back in about 30 seconds. You've been watching or you've been listening to More Than Excuses. The N-word, a controversial word that invokes intense emotion out of most African-Americans, a word that people have been killed for, a word that people have committed violence over, 
yet a word that divides the black community itself. Let's talk about it. So, Will and Kamisha, I should say Kamisha and Will, my bad. <laughs> um, uh, where I want to talk about this specifically is, like I said, within the black community. First of all, I want to know your stance. Are you for the word or against the word? And then after that, I want to know how how can we bring cohesiveness in the black community for the N-word Ooh. itself? Um, hmm. So just to go ahead and just throw this out here, I can admit that I have used the word in casual conversation with people that look like me. But I don't, and I and I just don't care, but I don't care for the word. And because of where, it de- you know, where it derived from, I just don't, I don't care for it. But, and also too, I really, it just really just, it bothers me that we as the African-American community have adopted the word and made a, and made it acceptable amongst us and made these different, you know, comments about why we can say it and why it's okay for us to use it and why it's okay for us to, I just don't understand like where did that come from and where did it start and where did we say it was okay for us to call each other that word knowing where it came from but we as a community said well we're going to adopt the word and make it our own and flip it that's kind of where my confusion is with the whole you know why we're okay with calling each other the n-word and not if and they're not other we know who created the word, but why are we okay with calling each other that? And like I said, I can admit I've used the word before in casual conversation and you know, cracking jokes and laughing and you know, having a good time. But then again, it's like you think about it too. It's like now my children do not, they don't care for the word. They don't like the word and don't want to even hear it being used amongst not even us. Definitely not by white people, but they definitely don't like it hearing it from us because they're like, well, because for them, it's almost like, well, aren't you guys a walking con- for that gener for their generation? They're looking at us like, well, isn't there a contradiction when y'all get mad at white people for saying it? But then here we are saying it to each other like they don't understand the correlation. And at some point, I can't really explain it to them as a parent. It's like once they once they drop it on you like that, I'm like, well, damn, I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't explain that. I've I've had that happen to me before, Kamisha, and I'm going to tell you how I've explained it. This is how I explained it. And and it it was received well, but I'm not saying everybody will get this. And and someone said that to me. Well, how can you get mad? Same exact thing, right? And I basically said, well, it's like this. My brother, my family, my sister, my cousin, my whoever, I can talk about them as much as I want because even though I'm talking about them in that moment of frustration, even though I'm mad at them, I know the immense love I have for them. And I know right. if they call me, I'm going to be there. It's a family thing. Right. But if I sit here and I'm talking about, man, my, my, my sister's a low down, blah, blah, blah. Cause she did this to me. You better not open your lips to agree. Better not say anything. One word. I'm saying you better just sit there and listen. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> you better not that. say one word about my family. You know what I mean? And that was the way that was, that was the way I explained it. And when I explained it that way, it was received a little right. better. You know, it was received a little better. You know what I mean? But to, to that point, though, about what this, what this younger culture is doing, they are right, though. They are right. Because a lot of people look at us to see how to interact with us. And if they see us calling each other in this, in this, what's up, in all this, and then they want to embrace us, or like Will said, they want to be a culture vulture and come in and steal what we got, they gonna try mm-hmm. to connect with us the way they see us connecting amongst each other, not knowing that's not okay. So I feel like we are sending mixed messages to other people in terms and, of how to and, treat and us. Say, well. we, we get upset you know? when when the term ends with the er. Right. See, when when you end the term with the er and not an a, you are when you use the term with the er. You you are using the racial divide. You are you are using old plantation talk. Now, when you use it with an A, you are using it as in never ignorant, getting goals accomplished, Tupac version. 
Not to say that it is okay to use it, which is why I've, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, people try to use different terms like Snoop. He may say, you know, what's up, nephew? Or, you know, you know, some people may say, you know, what's up, my ninja? Or something like that. Something that's close to it, but not actually using the term. Right. But, but you know, the the whole, you know, term within the black community, you know, there are some, sometimes I'm, you know, I'm, I'm okay with, you know, hearing the term, but there are, there are times where, you know, I don't want to hear it. You know, if you're using a, if you're using a term to describe me and, you know, it's, you know, inward, inward, you know, every other word is the inward. I don't want to hear it. I I, I want to hear conversation, right? But I, I don't want to hear every other word is the n word. I get that, right? I I I have evolved. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've evolved, and and like Kamisha said, I have definitely used the term before. Um, these days, I'm a lot more cognizant. I don't care if it's an A E R. I don't like hearing it at all. Um, because, and I'm going to tell you why I say A or E R. I feel like when you break it down that even further, which like what Will said, which I've heard that same explanation and I've actually explained that same explanation when I was a little bit younger, you know what I mean? But I feel like we got to check it all the way or not at all. And the reason I say that is because what happened if you got, what happened if you got a racist person or, or not, or you're not even a racist person, someone who just wants to insult you. And they go and they try to do some sarcastic, sub, subliminal, slick stuff, and they gonna call you that with the A, knowing how they mean it, just because they know you gonna let it slide. Yeah. Like I think, I think but crazy you know stuff something. like that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because people, because because people play games out here. People play games. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't set that, if you don't make a clear boundary line right. of what you can and cannot do, people gonna always push it. And I can tell you something, something else that kind of made me kind of revert to my way of thinking is about, I don't like the word at all, period, no more at all, is because I worked at a, at a packing plant for a while. And man, it, there was a lot of Hispanic people there. And these Hispanic people used that word more than we did. You'd have thought, you'd have thought they was the ones in slavery. that They was getting called that. Every, I'm talking about in this, in this. Hey, we gonna go to lunch in? And they was talking amongst each other. They weren't talking to any any uh, black people, white people, anybody else. They were talking amongst each other. But they were dropping that N word so heavily it wasn't even funny. And I'm just sitting there like, man, look look at what we did. I feel like I feel like we we have some culpability in that. You know what I'm saying? And I I just feel like you gotta either have a it's either all and, or nothing. You know, That's how it, I feel about it. All or what nothing. what really you know really deters me from actually liking the term is. When I hear women use it, not not, not only do I cringe, mm. I'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like, okay, that is like such a turn off. But okay, that that's another that's another subject. But <laughs> I just be I I cringe because you know they they <laughs> they use it so so loosely, right. It's right. almost like the same the same way when females use the B Any word in, amongst each other. We use it as a term of endearment, but if somebody else outside of that circle calls us the B word, we ready to fight. Same. Right. If I walk into the room and I call oh, you, you a B, it's a problem. You're going to get jumped on. That's, yeah. But, but, right. but, Tracy, but Tracy just called you a B. <laughs> right. I mean, but she homegirl. It's different. It's a different concept, but I get it. It's the same, but it's the same concept as the N-word. Right. So. Right. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I um this this is another one of them subjects. I, I don't think this one needs any further elaboration. I mean, I guess part two to this that we kind of did address is how do we bring everyone together on it? How how do we bring everyone together? Like or 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 that's just not. I don't think it's gonna happen unless happen, you know or, or there's too many influ- influential people out here that you know that our the generations are looking at, our children are looking at. That I don't think it's unless they decide it's not going to be good. It's gonna. I mean, we can sit here as parents and tell our children, you know, 
don't say the word, it's not a good word to use, but they hear their favorite singer, favorite rapper, and they singing the song and it slips out their mouth. They're like, well, oh, especially with my daughter, if Beyonce say it, then it's okay. But <laughs> just, so it's like, it's those types right. of individuals that they see and they look up to that they, that I think would have to make some of that change as well. Cause there's rappers out here who say, isn't, well, I may be misquoted, but didn't Jay-Z say the word, he, he's all for the word? Or am I thinking about the wrong person who had who they had that conversation with? That's the that's the last person. Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 not I'm not the I'm not the biggest Jay Z fan, so I don't know. I just think well, I, I, know, I, just, had, I don't I, know. I, look, look, oh. I, I almost went down that road. <laughs> I know we had an interview with Oprah, and that 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 conversation came up in their interview, and he was trying to break it down for her on why using the term in our community is okay. And I'm looking at this like, really? Okay. All right. And if you say so. Right, right. Man, I hear you. I hear you. Um, we're going to take another short break. And we'll be back. And uh, we're going to discuss diversity. But diversity with a twist, like always. <laughs> So if you're in the black community or you've been a part of the black community, I'm sure you've heard someone other phrase, you play what? Black people don't do that. You studying what? Black people don't do that. Or you talk, you sound very white or you talk white or something to that effect. So the topic is diversity. Obviously, Black people, we have a deep, rich cultural history, very intelligent, very strong. We are talented in many ways. Why in the Black community is our diversity not embraced? Why are our fellow brothers and sisters ostracized because they may do a sport or a skill or study something that is not typical or what has been brought or what has been labeled as typical? And how do we break that? I think that's just a that's just a prejudice amongst us amongst us as they just feel like we're limited to certain things or we're great at certain things. And for example, in sports, if if it's not track football or basketball and it's something outside of that, why are you like why? Like it, but it's, I don't know why we don't embrace our diversity and embrace the fact that, you know, we can do things outside of the top three norms that we see each other in on a daily basis. You know, I don't, I really don't understand that myself because I, I could just say for my children, like I, I was, a, I, I played sports. Neither one of my children are into sports like I was. They're into other things. And like, and it's even happened in my own family. Like my like my mom and them would be like, You sure you don't want to do this? You sure you don't want to play this? You sure you don't, you know, your, your mama did this and your mom said, and I have to explain to her, but my children are not me. So what they want to do, I think it's more along the lines of we're just not supporting the diversity with amongst ourselves and our community. I think that's what mm, it is. Okay. Okay. It, it's usually not until, you know, we, we do something great that, you know, we'll, we'll start picking up on it or, or supporting it. You know, um, I, I've seen more um, young girls into gymnastics than I, than I have in uh, a very long time. I'm talking like Dominique Dawes, uh, day and time. So, you know, I, I think it's where we have to, you know, just be a little bit more, more accepting. Um, you know, I, I know for a fact, you know, if, if I was, you know, inquiry at school, you know, then people was like, you're in what? Or, you know, if you were in band, you're in what? So, it's right. it's where we are we are talented at so many things but yet we are unaccepting at so many things 
Right, right. This whole conversation, because obviously, um, Will, you know me. Anything I ask or bring up, it's, it spurs from something. And that's how, that's how most people work. And what it spurs from is one night, one late night, I was bored. So I started watching Amazon Prime. And I watched something called Soul on Ice. And it was about black hockey players, right? Now, I know hockey is not a popular sport amongst African-Americans. And if I had to, if, if I had to ask somebody, hey, how many black hockey players are, they'd probably say two or three, and they'd name probably the couple most popular or the, or the ones you heard of through the grapevine. But what happened? Okay, see, you you know more than most. You know more than most. But what surprised me was that at one point in time, there was an all-black hockey league in Nova Scotia. So they had that many African-Americans playing that it was an all-black hockey league. And then... Even furthermore, the contributions of black hockey players to hockey, you know, that, that don't get credit for. Because right now, if you look in the hockey league, there's not a lot of black players. But we have made significant contributions to a sport that is not typical of us. Like a couple things that the movie Soul on Ice kind of revealed. Um, up until, I can't remember what year it was, but there was a certain year where goalies were not allowed to be on their knee. Hockey goalies were not allowed to be on a knee. Someone had seen it at an all-black uh, ice hockey game, seen a black goalie, you know, using his knee to block to, to to slide from side to side to block the puck, and then it became a thing in the NHL. Um, another thing is the slap shot. If you know anything about hockey, if you watch it even a couple times, you'll know what a slap shot is. That slap shot was witnessed first at a black hockey game, at an all-black hockey game, and so. Like I said, with that said, and this is just hockey we're talking about. I know there's several other sports where we've made massive contributions or we've changed it in some type of way. And I just wonder how come that diversity is not, how come that diversity is not embraced like it should be, you know? Um, you mentioned more more black people in gymnastics, and my daughter's one of them, you know what I mean? And we actually were fortunate enough to go see Simone Biles um, in 2019 in Kansas City, and that was an amazing experience for her, you know? And so... I, it just kind of drives me crazy that, and you, and you know my history too, Will. Um, I wrestled, which during my day that was not a popular sport amongst black, a black, you know, African American community. So, I, I, um, I just wonder what, um, what do we got to do to get up, get out of that prejudice? As it's you all said, about Kamisha, support, you know, and, and be. It's yeah, all about support. It's all, it's all about it, what? As as parents, as as people, we've got to support the diversity. We got to support if, what our children want to do, and we can't sit there and discourage them in wanting to do it. Um, I think a lot of times we discourage because it's something right. that we don't see them being successful in. And again, back to that mindset of we've had people tell us so many times how we can't do this and we can't do that, and we're not supposed to be this and we're not supposed to be that. And we have to be that change if we want to see it. So diversity amongst ourselves, we just have to be able to embrace it and be able to support it and be able to put our children in these opportunities to be able to go do it. And I think that's where that's where that's going to have to, that's where that will start breaking up and we'll start seeing that more diverse in these different areas. Got you. Got you. Well, um, any final thoughts? You know what? Su- support support your kids in whatever they 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 want to do. You know, I, one thing that I love my parents for is that regardless of of what I talked about wanting to do, if if I wanted to do it, they supported me. They they. You know, when I wanted to play the saxophone, they went out and bought me a saxophone. When I wanted to play the drums, they went out and got me drums. Uh, you know, whatever I was trying to do or accomplish, uh, one of the main reasons why I'm I'm successful in a lot of the things that, that I do uh, take part in is because I had the support of my family. And that support is, is so important to a child when they're coming up. So, you know, even with me, with my children, I've had to change my mindset in in how I, I support them in whatever they choose to do. Final um, thoughts, Kamisha? 
I, I, again, like you said, I, I, I have to piggyback off that is, um, we as a community, and I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it is, we have to do better. Honestly, we just, we have to do better. And we have to stop limiting ourselves in thinking that we're only good at certain things because society said we are. We are, we are a culture that is, I mean, if you want to be honest, we're a culture that everyone wants to mimic and everybody wants to be. So we need to flip our minds and look at it in this way of what well, they're going to do. They're, they're following us. They're following our lead. So why not be more, why not, you know, open the doors for our children to do anything they want to do? I mean, you, you see tennis, you have our Serena, you know, Venus, you have, you know, um, golf, you know, we're, we're, we've integrated that too when we've been great at it. But it's, we have to be more open. And two, and it's, it all starts back at the school systems too. Like the school systems have to provide these opportunities for our children to be able to have these opportunities and do these different things. When you have the states taking so much funding away, they don't have that opportunity. And when you have, when you have the poorer communities, taking everything away from the school systems in those communities where they don't have any extracurricular, they don't have any music, they don't have any art, they don't have any of those things, they don't have the opportunities to be diverse. So it, it, it's like this This conversation goes so many different ways, but um, yeah, it's all about support and, and making sure that we're not limiting our children. Gotcha. Well, um, my, my final takeaway, um, I got to echo what both of you said. I feel like we as a black community have to do better. Um, and then secondly, you know, like Will said, support your kids. And thirdly, what I'm going to say is we need to educate ourselves in the black community. And I'm not even talking about from a school perspective. I'm not even talking about like algebra, geometry, that, you know, English. I'm talking about from a, a black culture perspective, we need to educate ourselves of our lineage, what we're capable of, what we've endured and everything and and how great we we really are and have the potential to be. Um, uh, and that, that's gonna, I'm gonna leave it right there. Um, I'm sure, like I said, uh, the integration piece will definitely be um, a series that we visit from time to time. But uh, you know, you've been listening to more than a few.